Welcome to Ride Home Reactions, the 20-minute show where we react to the movie we just saw. Why 20 minutes? Because that's how long it takes us to drive home. I'm David Els, video production guy for InTheCarMedia.com. And I am Jill Rogatti, theater lady from SoapAndRopeTheater.com. We saw a movie on our first date and liked talking about it together so much that we got married. Was it worth it? You decide! All right, we are... With our friend Betsy Stockwell. Hi Welcome. Betsy. And we just saw uh, if Beale Street could talk. And on the count of three, we'll give our one to ten rating. Are you ready with that? Yes, I'm ready. Sometimes I'm not ready. One, two, three. Eight, Nine. six, five, five. Ooh. Oh, just a little low. A little about low. that. Oh. So you're 8.5, yes, Betsy. Yes, 8.5. I'm a 9. Till was 6.5. Oh, I feel like oh, I shouldn't Jill. have done so that. Jill, you were, Why? You, you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I feel like that. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> so you were excited about this movie, Jill? I was. I think that's the problem. I think I was... I think I wanted what the preview was, and that was not the, the movie. Sure. What was the preview, though? Tell me what um, you were promised with the preview. The, the, the preview promised me some really... Not that there wasn't wonderful music... But the music in the preview was so moving. Like, it, uh-huh. it was uh-huh. so the, the, moving. Da, 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 yeah, 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 Which yeah. was at the beginning, I believe. Yes, it was in the movie. Yeah. Um, but I thought that music would play more of a um, guiding role. Mm-hmm. And I thought there would be a little more, um, like, artistic interpretation, like, cinematography-wise. And maybe, David, you will teach me that I am wrong <laughs> because you'll be like no no Jill all of those slow panning shots between characters while they talked was so the movie wonderful was a little bit deliberately slowed for you like well I just don't think fault. it n- no it just wasn't um I thought they were gonna tell me a story in a new way uh-huh there was, oh, I didn't sorry. feel like it was particularly creative storytelling yes Betsy I was gonna say I enjoyed a lot of the tight shots and kind of the slow cutaways. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like it played on you know the like passion and love and kind of the silence between mm-hmm. the characters. Yeah I like that uh, there's a line towards the end about how we were young but we couldn't afford to be. Mm. Uh, they have a maturity beyond their years because of necessity. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. I felt that the the pacing of the editing and the um, slower style you know the slow pans like you described they helped reinforce that idea uh that this is not just young love where they're both going to grow up and realize this wasn't for me like Mm -hmm. we made a poor decision and they're trying to say this is a carefully considered relationship and they're doing everything right and the society that they live in wants to tear it down i think Mm -hmm. i liked how stable they were in a um, in a very tumultuous world, so I I felt that the I can't speak to the music so much as in terms of like reinforcing this theme, but I thought the editing and the cinematography beautifully reinforced those ideas. That um, I guess in terms of your point about what was new about this, I thought it, maybe this isn't saying it's new, but it was similar to a movie that I also loved, Loving. Mm-hmm. That's oh yeah, I Loving. Loving. Yep. Yeah, uh-huh. it uh, was very similar to Loving. Yeah, yeah. I and then like you're you're really hyper focusing on the relationship yeah. and the things happening around it you you remember and they're shocking but then you go back to that to the familiar to and it's comforting yeah. um 
and I so I, I just enjoy when a story about social issues is told from a yeah. hyper personal point of mm-hmm. view. I was very moved by loving, um, and and I found myself not as moved by, and I, that's hard for me to say, because it's it's a very moving topic uh-huh. and was very emotionally charged, and yet I didn't find myself being moved in the moment. Uh-huh. So I don't know why that is. Betsy, I, did you see? Did you read the book? I didn't read okay. the book. I just want to establish um, that none no, of us have I, read the I, book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wish I had read the book, um, but I also really do love Barry Jenkins' movies, which he's only made a couple. I've only seen Moonlight. What, have you um, seen? He, the other one is. Um, I just watched it the other day. Oh no, I'm forgetting. Um, but it was it was like from 2008. Uh-huh. It was all black and white, huh. um, and it's about a couple in San Francisco. Um, a black couple in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, so similar love kind of story that he does really well, I think. But in I didn't feel super. The reason I gave it eight point five is because I didn't feel super connected to the to the Tish character, yeah. the main mm-hmm. female. I for some reason I couldn't connect with her or feel that everything she was feeling was genuine. It felt acting sometimes. I agree. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And I think that's why I, I wasn't as... Because I was really looking forward to this. I was like, oh, I'm going to love everything about this uh, movie. But yeah, her character, unfortunately, I didn't connect with as much. Could you point out some specific scenes that kind of you, you felt um, were I flat? think that um, when they were in the loft, the when they were buying the, um, uh-huh. the loft from Dave Franco. <laughs> <laughs> Jewish Dave Franco. Jewish Dave Franco. Um, I think he's actually Jewish. He is, but, yeah. He's, part, he's part but he Jewish. Was, like, Jewish Dave Franco is the character sure, in sure. this uh, movie. I just, I didn't feel the love from her. Like, I felt okay. like when he looked at her, it was this love and this passion and this, like, huge, genuine... Uh, like caring for every part of her and I didn't always feel the same way when she looked at him and I feel that's very Hmm. subjective of me sure sure um, I just didn't connect with her I didn't feel like their love was necessarily on the same level it just felt very acting yeah I agree I feel I feel like um, in the beginning when they had her be very quiet right I that was fine you know that's a fine choice to make for that character and I like it um but then she would have like outbursts later where mm. she seemed very confident and there was just something that wasn't connecting and to me it felt actory. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you mean by actory? Like um, an exercise. Just, yeah, like, that she was delivering lines. Okay. That's yeah. what it felt like to me. As you were saying. Yeah. And like following a direction. You yeah. know, like could you say this line but uh-huh. be more hesitant? Right. And then you could see that it was an actor following I direction I of doing that. Um is it fun? I want to, I want to say Fonzie, but it's not Fonzie. Um, Fonny? Fonny, thank you. I'm glad I didn't say Fonzie. Well, I did. <laughs> I'm glad that you didn't let me say Fonzie for a long time. So when Fonny kind of says, uh, I don't need you to prove that you love me, to me that's him understanding that she has trouble expressing herself mm. and that she's a meek person and that she takes opportunities like that that are less you know lovey-dovey moments I guess uh, to show her love and okay. he, he's kind of uncomfortable with it but also touched by it um, so I, I guess I saw that as like 
sometimes they miss each other in that way that that he's you know a lot more expressive than she is but I, I couldn't say that her acting necessarily sold that to me it was just that's how I interpreted the story mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I, I certainly don't want to imply that I don't think she was a good actor yeah that's yeah I don't want to say that either but it might even be the way the director was directing her sure that you know and to me that there was a disconnect with why was, I was I was assuming okay her character is meek and doesn't express mm-hmm. in, in the same way I kind of was with you on that and then all of a sudden she would express very clearly and very um, in not a meek way at all. Yeah, loudly. <laughs> yeah, which again, there's nothing wrong with the character that can do both right. of those things, but you need to you need to like figure you need to see why. Mm-hmm. The, and I didn't always get a reason for that. To me, it just seemed kind of like out of nowhere, <laughs> uh-huh. or like oh, I was not expecting her character to do that, and I'm still confused by it. But my gosh. I, I did really love her parents. Negatives. Yeah. Yes, and I think her that mom, was her mom, yeah. Especially. Yeah. That was and, wonderful. Um, and I think that even just like the way that her dad showed love and to her I thought was really mm-hmm. special. And um you know, even the parts when she's talking about what they were doing to earn the money and everything and it's just like that's what they did and that's how they showed love yeah. and care for the, her and for the baby. That part made me think of shoplifters. Uh-huh. The, like, crime that the audience is 100% behind. Right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> we don't see it as criminal. Right. Even though deep down we know that technically, yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> but they it's are. being done in such a loving way. I have a question for you guys. What did you think of the scene where specifically the the fa- the other, uh, Fonny's family, Oh. the father strikes the mother or his wife the religious that whole uh, scene zealot, yeah and kind of all well the specifically the, the him striking her moment I, I had a reaction to that but I, I had a, yeah I had a pretty visceral reaction I really did not I really didn't like it at yeah all. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm not quite sure it was necessarily needed yeah yeah I guess I don't know I don't know what I was supposed to feel except for like was I supposed... Uh, yeah, I guess I doesn't don't really know what I was supposed to feel at that yeah. moment. Yeah, right. I agree that I... I, did, I didn't mind that they didn't paint these two families in this perfect, mm-hmm. like, we're just the most supportive families right. ever, <laughs> and we're just with you, and this is fine. You know, so I didn't mind that the one family is having a harder time with it. Exactly. And, and there's clearly a lot going on with that family that the other family doesn't have, and that that's a reality that some people grow up with you know so Mm -hmm. I didn't mind that the family was more complex in that sense but I agree that I didn't know what we were supposed (laughs) to take away yeah like what what did you leave us with from that scene yeah I agree I especially because we never see them again yeah right right (laughs) that scene just fell out of place in the movie uh it was much different pace the style of dialogue was really different too it was much more broad Mm -hmm. characters were very broadly drawn uh, whereas the rest of the movie after that, there's really extended dialogue scenes with very complex characters with complex motivations. Um, and that scene just said, you know, you know, you had your uptight daughters, you had your religious zealot mother, you had your easygoing worldly father. Like, like yeah. that, this is a weird scene again to not bring back. But specifically, I, I thought that the kind of you, you felt that the mother deserved retribution as she was 
spewing hateful things about her yet-to-be-born mm-hmm. grand, grandson. But to have violence against women be her retribution, yeah. I thought was... Like, it sounds like in a, in a moment, I'm like, well, she was she was corrected and something. And I'm like, no, but you, that's not how you, you correct people. That, <laughs> right, right. So I, I didn't like that a sympathetic character, the the uh, Fani's father, uh, his his one, his I don't know. I didn't like that he was the sympathetic character mm-hmm. and that he strikes a woman and we're like, yes. In some way, I think we're supposed to think she deserved that. And so I don't like that. The storytelling was in any way suggesting that this woman deserved to be hit very hard in the face by a man. The whole scene felt a little strange. It did. The whole, it, they, it didn't really fit with, I feel like, the rest of the story, which was kind of slower and kind of more artistic, lots of different lighting. And yeah. that scene was just taking place in a living room. How what, did you feel hmm. about... Um, I feel like the cop seemed... I, I feel like that was kind of one of my pet peeves, mm-hmm. that he was like drawn so broadly as like evil villain man like you did like the first time they even show us he's like sneering or show him it's just a shot of him like slow motion sneering at the camera so I didn't mind that okay I didn't mind it either because I I felt like that was kind of on par with what the rest of the movie was kind of saying about his whole arresting and everything like that yeah he kind of represents the system that's completely corrupt yeah, I just I guess none of the other characters were so broadly drawn like that. He could have been like <laughs> like rubbing his hands together almost. Like it just seemed so far and I part of me wanted to be like white there were white cops that were sinister and, and not necessarily sneering uh-huh. and showing it on their face that they're evil, you know. So here's something that I kind of wish they did more with when they introduced that he's a woodworker. I know. I was like use that. Like I want to see more of that. Like, we see him give something as a gift, and that's symbolic, and she kind of says, like, that's when I could tell that we weren't just childhood friends anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And we sort of see him at the end, like, looking at pieces of wood, trying to figure out how to sculpt them, and it's clearly this thing that grounds him. You know, he says other he, the wood and Tish are the two things that keep him grounded. Mm-hmm. And we see so little of him actually doing that. And I think if those are the two things that he loves most in life, I would have liked... I think there's a lot of poetry that could have been done, you know? Mm-hmm. I guess that's I guess that's kind of what I feel was missing from this. There's a, I thought there would be a little more poetry. I think there was that one scene with the... Um, it's sort of a rotating dolly shot. So right. the yeah. blocks in the center. And, the and what I took that... For, maybe, maybe I'm misinterpreting it, but I, what I took from that scene is that he's never going to be able to live up to his potential. Uh-huh. Like the block, the block is kind of untouched, you know? Yeah, like he's trying to decide how to form his life and yet he can't. He has no control over no, it. He can't yeah. do it, yeah. So I thought that would, I, I wouldn't have wanted it to be much more than that. I, I don't, I don't want it to kind of hit me over the head with, you know, <laughs> uh, beautiful craftsman like, who can't. I don't know. I, I like that he wasn't just like Constantly making sure. woodworking. Yeah, it was just like twice they mention it, and then they show they show that I don't know. To, to me, the payoff was that scene that I just described. Yeah, yeah, and I agree with you. I read it the same way. Okay. What did you guys think of um, Brian Tyree Henry coming in 
in the middle. Is that a paper boy? <laughs> yes, it's paper boy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think he's a great actor. Yeah, I thought he did great. Uh, and, yeah. you know, he really... He he helps you never have to see inside the prison. Yes. He His yep. his scene showing how basically he has PTSD and he's, mm-hmm. he's never going to actually fully... He's never going to fully... Back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I I think that, that it was important for that scene to work because we just had to take... Fani's word for it that he's suffering <laughs> and, yeah. and to me I, I felt that it was it was nice to just be able to imagine what he's going through as opposed to seeing some you seeing know, what actually was happening yeah. yeah I'm trying to think of other things that struck me I really thought that the cinematography was beautiful uh, yeah, uh, Barry Jenkins too. has he, t- he shoots at the really sh- shallow depth of field which is technically challenging it's very hard to keep actors eyes and focus if they even move a little bit um and so that was a technical accomplishment moonlight actually struggled with that there was a lot of <laughs> missed focus uh, oh really in i didn't that i, I noticed. didn't realize that um especially in terms of beginning but anyway so i thought that this was technically very on point uh with a very challenging stylistic choice so and, wouldn't that uh, be the focus puller sure but you know so that one got to... fired after <laughs> Moonlight. <laughs> they were hired a new one. The first AC. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I think that it's challenging to if if you're a um, cinematographer who's used to lighting white people's faces, mm-hmm. it's challenging to uh, light people of color. The lighting was black gorgeous. People. Oh, the I lighting was that. so beautiful. I did yeah. notice that. Yeah, and yeah, um, people's faces always. Yeah. Or like Amazing. both warm and cool at the mm-hmm. same time. Which is the, that's that's the right way to do it. If you just try to light it just uh, with the same color temperature, it's going to feel flat. So you tend to want to use more bold colors mm-hmm. with, with uh, black skin. And but it wasn't like over the top. It was really uh, subtle choices of color. So yeah, I was very smitten artistically from the way it was shot and everything. That's a lot of my nine is the uh, style of the movie. So I, I would think say I a just... lot of my yeah high point is because of that as so well. I think yeah. I just missed some of that <laughs> <laughs> I think I wasn't attuned well shall we reevaluate our scores sure. yeah Jill, you, you're like <laughs> bummed out why are you so bummed out because I wish I <laughs> you wanted to like I it more I wish I liked it more well I'll go first I uh so I was a nine I as I was as we were talking about the babe pregnancy reveal scene with the other family I think that that scene was pretty strange and didn't quite belong in this movie so and knowing you guys felt similarly or seemed like you felt similarly I'm, I'm going to bring my score down to um, an 8 I I think I'm probably going to stay at an 8.5 if uh-huh. not I would go down to an 8 for the same reason that scene um, m- when I reflect on it more it didn't really quite uh-huh. fit into the the rest of the story 8.3 <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. I think 6.5 feels really low to me, but it just felt honest. Uh-huh. So, um, n- realizing that maybe I missed some artistic things that my not video production eyeball was not able to catch. I don't think just realizing that you missed things should raise yeah. your score. You well... should do it however you feel. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I shouldn't have to mansplain your score higher. I thought that's what this podcast was. 
David Jill's opinion Um, I guess I think I'm just gonna regret it. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel that feels like a not great reason to not move my score. Is what I'm saying. Uh So I think once I get over my mood a little bit, um, I will probably have wanted to say a seven. Well, Betsy, do you have anything to plug? Since um, you were so sure. Yeah. Time? I'm, um, so I'm part of Cape Ann Improv. Yes, and you we are. We have a show on January 15th. It's a Tuesday at the Castle Board Game Cafe. Yeah. We plan on going. Cool. Thanks for being on our show. Thanks, this is really thanks fun. Betsy. Guys, this is great. Thanks for helping lift uh, Jill's score up a little bit. I'm glad. <laughs> thanks, <Sorry>. Betsy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.